0: He is joined by myself, David Burnell Brutman.
1: and I'm Alex Jensen. As always, how's it going, kiddos? Well, just fine, thanks. Uh And how are you, listeners, radio viewers? I wasn't talking to you. I already know how you are. You're fine.
2: You see what's on my face? There's egg all over my face. I winked
1: at him, ladies and gentlemen. I know you can't see that or hear it, but there it is. So welcome back
2: show. Tonight, tonight we have the evening of (laughs) stand-up, which is perfectly clean, and we're going to begin tonight with Maria Bamford, uh,
3: a woman,
2: a a lady. She's (laughs) actually one of my absolute favorites. So tonight we're going to have Maria Bamford, Emo Phillips, and a bit from Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner in 2000. So basically it's
0: all stand-up comics with really weird voices. (laughs) Really weird voices.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Maria Bamford... it, all, all I think we should say is that the voice you are going to hear is her actual, real voice.
0: Yeah, we can talk about it afterwards um, because it confuses me, quite frankly. But the voice that you are going to hear her talking in for the majority of the time is her real, genuine speaking voice. So why don't we just launch right into well, that? Let's hear something
2: off of her Burning Bridges Tour album.
0: All right, here's Maria Banford, folks. Go.
4: I don't know. I was talking to my mom about everything that goes on in the world. My mom is super religious. Um, she's a really religious woman. I really totally respect her and everything. She's a wonderful person. And um, mom's very religious. She's also very pro-war. Because that's what Jesus would do.
3: <laughs>
4: smoke them out of their hose like the gentle carpenter.
3: <laughs> he
4: only turns the other cheek to grab another can of whoop-ass. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I'm kind, of a, I'm kind of a pacifist I'm kind of a pinko commie long hair But I am pro non-violent torture something that, something that might be excruciating for our enemies Might be hilariously entertaining for us Saddam Hussein forced to work as a roller rink DJ Everybody, let's hokey pokey. (laughs) Let's make use of these people. My mom gets mad at me because sometimes when bad things happen, like, I don't know if I can always believe in God because I I don't like the idea of some touch by an angel, angel sitting up there making decisions, like... I'm going to put you in a paralysing diving accident so you can inspire people with watercolours if paint you with your feet. i going to work out. I, uh, I don't know, I... Uh, I was kind of a yeah. I was kind of a troubled teen in high school. I was smoking, toking, joking, not taking authority too seriously. And uh, I, uh, my mom, my parents sent me to camp. They sent me to Christ Camp to learn more about the Jesus. And uh, they also have some local girl from the high school testify. And uh... hi, my name is Christy, and I'm a Christian teen. Um, Today, I want to talk to you guys. Shut up, you guys, seriously. Shut up. Okay, um. Okay, um, today I want to talk to you guys about Virginie. Um, to me, Jesus is my boyfriend. Um, Jesus would never pressure me for sex. And that does not mean Jesus is gay. Shut up, Maria. I I, I was kind of a bad kid, and, uh, I, uh, oh, oh, I was bad. I was, and, uh, I like to do jokes about religion, but, uh, and, uh, a lot of people in comedy clubs like to hear jokes, and, uh, so I was trying to think of a way to combine them. Um, I'll give it a shot, um. So, uh, Jesus, Muhammad, and the elephant-headed Hindu god of good fortune, Ganesh, all walk into a Hooters. <laughs> and God appears, and God's like, what are you guys doing in a Hooters? Because that's what God sounds like. And they're like, we're just, we're just, we're just here for the chicken wings. <laughs> And God says, "Well, yeah. Well, then, why do you keep staring at my tits?"
3: <laughs>
4: uh, oh man, I uh, no, but I'm trying. I'm trying to believe in stuff. I believe in God now. I just believe. I fear the Reaper, and um, I do. Scared, and I. I mean. I guess I believe in God. I just believe God is this 13-story-tall wizard who lives in a dark mountain and never lets me win. <laughs> and that's the higher power concept that's working for me right now. And, uh, I was, a. Uh... I got a lot of spiritual friends in Los Angeles, a lot of spiritual people. All my friends um, in L.A., they're all sensitive types, like I'm not. And, uh, and uh, all my friends seem really sensitive. They all have, like, all the diseases like chronic fatigue, Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia. Like, all the diseases that the only symptoms seem to be that you had a really crappy childhood, and at the prospect of full-time work, you feel kind of achy and tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, myself. But, uh, no, but uh, my, uh, all my friends seem to have, who are spiritual, they seem to have all these miracles happening in their lives, you know? Like, But the Lord seems to be manifesting his glory in very small parking and shopping miracles in the Los Angeles area. I pull up outside the gap, and I said, okay, if it's meant to be. I go inside, the sweater's 25% off. It's like... Okay, I get it. (laughs) I'm on the path. (laughs) My mom is really funny. She she was uh, was staying uh, at this really fancy hotel. She got a chance to stay at a hotel, and she was so sweet. She's like, Maria, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel is the kind of hotel that Jesus would run (laughs) if Jesus ran a hotel. So, Mom, Mom, what kind of comedian would Jesus be if Jesus were like a comedian? Oh, I hadn't thought of that, huh? (laughs) Carrot Top. (laughs) So, so Mom, 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 okay, Mom, what kind of a scaly green sea monster from the deep? would Jesus be if Jesus were like a scaly green sea monster from the deep (laughs) okay I am not gonna answer that now you are making fun of me come on answer the question I have enough. Never enough. My mom's really friendly. She's super friendly. I wish I was more like her. She knows everybody because she's friendly. She's in town in LA. She like, starts talking to this guy on the street who asks her for money and she's like, You know, sir, I do not have any spare change, but do I detect a Southwestern accent? Because some friends of ours, the Husteds, their daughter went to Arizona State and uh, she ended up uh, having some problems with alcohol and ended up going through treatment. Would you know a drug dealer named lips (laughs) she knows a lot of people so i'm trying to say and uh, uh i've been trying to pray recently and uh my mom's telling me that to do that and every time i pray though i feel like i'm just doing this really bad ventriloquist act you know like so god
3: yes how am i
4: doing in life am i doing okay Yes! Well, good, because sometimes I get scared. I fear the wrath of God and all that. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Okay, that's not God. That's from Return of the Jedi. Oh, God, you're so crazy. Good times. I try to be a good person. My mom says it's okay. Not everybody's perfect, you know? Even people like, even saints, you know? Like Mother Teresa, she had her off days, you know? And I started thinking what way Mother Teresa wouldn't have been perfect. But I read a lot of women's magazines. I thought, well, maybe Mother Teresa wasn't always a very good best friend, you know? Like... Yeah, I knew Trees. We went to beauty school together. She dropped out. (laughs) I call her. We're supposed to do something Wednesday night. I call her, she's like, Oh my god, I totally forgot. I have to serve the poor and help the Lord. Okay, you know what? That's not cool. We had plans. I, uh, I've seen a lot of frightening things since, uh, moving to Los Angeles. And, uh, but there is still nothing more frightening and suspenseful than a non sequitur left on my answering machine by my mother. Hey, kid, it's your mom. Listen, your father slapped your Uncle Bill on the back. Turns out Bill had this huge sebaceous cyst, and it just went splat, and there was kind of this cottage cheese stuff going everywhere, and I am sending you an article on Carol Burnett. (laughs) How does that go together? I think maybe as you get older, maybe nothing's really particularly good or bad anymore. It's just one long, smooth ride to the finish. (laughs) Hey, kid. You know, your friend from junior high, Christy Combs, she's fine, but she shot herself in the head by accident. And your father is taking jazzercise. So who I saw at the drugstore. Patty stuff, Stoffenek, your favorite fifth grade teacher. She was there with her life partner, Gretchen. And Patty just had a hysterectomy, so she's been having some dryness. And they were there to pick up some lubricant, which is interesting, because I didn't think in that kind of relationship you'd really have a lot of
3: penetration.
4: And I... I want to know when you're coming to visit. (laughs) Not anytime soon, Madre. Not anytime soon.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) Maria Bamford, folks, you're listening to KWIR, Theater of the Air, here on 90.3 FM. If you're particularly discriminating, you can listen
2: to us online at kwur.com. Perhaps you're listening online right now.
0: Perhaps you are. If you are listening online, um, you get a point. Point.
2: Point. And now we're going to do a quick public service announcement brought to us by our delightful ear candy, Alex.
1: If you'd like to prevent crime in your neighborhood, here's a tip. Invite your neighbors in for a cup of coffee. Then you can talk about the potential problems you see on your street and what to do about them. You can even invite your local police officer to be a part of the conversation. Who'd have thought a cup of coffee can combat crime? Want to learn more? Go to ncpc.org for other ways to take a bite out of crime. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council.
2: The you,
0: You're welcome. Okay, so before we before we take a quick break here, we got to talk about Maria Bamford's voice.
1: She sounded like a child.
0: She sounds like a, like a five year old child. You she, guys she watch a it because she's my favorite. No, no, I love her. She's oh, okay. great. She's she's amazing. Because I'll, I'll break you. She, but how old is she? She's a eh, early yeah, early thirties. Yeah, she's a grown woman <laughs> and
1: about seven and a half.
0: No, and she sounds like she's four. So my question is, why, if you have, you know, she does her her thing is impressions. Her thing is <laughs> voices. So why, if you have a really weird voice, aside from it being kind of a kind of a trademark or a signature? Like, in your everyday life, why wouldn't
2: you do impressions of people?
1: Maybe she does.
2: Maybe. Maybe maybe
1: in an intimate situation. You mean,
2: why doesn't she She? use, in her act specifically, or why doesn't she walk around going, I'm Maria Bamford, like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, if
0: you go to the dry cleaners, would you rather sound like Maria Bamford or Maria Bamford doing an impression She does that.
2: She does that. Of somebody. She does that, though. She, that's part of, that's a bit we didn't hear that's part of her act as she tells like dealing with service professionals she's like i have to talk like this because it gets me better service but i think oh, that it's okay. important yeah it's true. i think that it's important for maria to do her act in this voice because so much of it is about her sense of authenticity and cuz she lives in los angeles and it's about dealing with these agents that are like you have an irritating voice you're a, you're a fake you know you should be doing your fake voice and and i think part of blah, 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 blah. I think part of the the deep narrative of Maria Bamford's comic struggle You've is... You've got to be kidding me. No, you did not just say that. No, I did. Let me finish. Let me finish. Is that no. is that she's not allowing Los Angeles to change her. She's still this this girl from Little Lake Pequam, Minnesota, and, you know, it's it, her authentic, real voice will not be stifled.
1: That's beautiful, David. Thank you.
2: Okay, um, no, I can dig that. I can dig that. That's right. You can dig it because I dug it for you.
0: That's fair. Why don't we Why don't we take a break?
2: Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break now. We're going to play a song, and call us if you can identify who originally wrote this song. This song is a cover. It's a new release by Ra Ra Riot. Uh, call us, please. Our number is 314-935-KWUR. That's 5987. If you call in, and if you live in St. Louis, and specifically, this is a lot of caveats, if you go to Washington University in St. Louis, and you're not a creeper, and you get it right... <laughs> I will bake you cookies. <laughs> that is a lot of caveats. So, here is this song by Rara Riot.
5: Out in the garden, is half of a heaven. We're on it bluffing, we're not. What's the busting through walls? But they've told us, unless we can prove that we're doing it, we can't have it all. He's gonna wangle away to get out of it. She's an excuse and a witness called, but they've told us unless we can prove that we're doing it we can't have it all
2: So you guys, free, free cookies. Someone call in. 314-935-5987.
5: in the mirror between you and me, she don't stand a chance of getting anywhere at all. Not anywhere at all. No, not a thing. She can't have it.
2: Of the eight of you that called in, none of you were right. It is not David Bowie, it is not Bob Dylan, it is not Carrot Top, nor is it Henry Kissinger. We will be continuing this contest throughout the evening, so please, call in. You could win some cookies, cooked by me! Cookies cookies specified by you. I will make whatever sort of cookies you wish, provided they are not Goldschlager cookies. I will not make any cookies that involve precious metals or prohibitively expensive ingredients.
0: What about a cookie in the shape of um, a dolphin? We can do that. What about a cookie in the shape of... I think we're going to say like a cookie made in the shape of like a gold ingot, but Wh- made out of gold. Okay, but what about, what about a cookie uh, in the shape of Richard Nixon's head?
1: Oh, I was going to say George Washington's profile.
0: Ooh, that's good. I want some of those cookies.
1: I found a corn pop. Hey, David, comment.
2: am I eligible for this <sighs> D- contest? Did you know who the person was? You have to actually answer the question. Y-
0: yes, I do. Oh, that's right, because, because I told you. Because you told me earlier, well, yes, that's in not, the bag. No, no, you can't do it. You're not eligible. Oh, my goodness, listeners. This is k War Theater of the Air that's here on lie. 90.3 FM. I mean, that's not a Clayton. Um, Clayton. And, and <laughs> we're, we're talking about cookies.
2: We're talking about cookies, and we're talking about our uh, listener call-in challenge for tonight. Right. Um... And if you're just tuning in now, I'm afraid you can't really play because it was predicated upon um knowing what song we played and who was a cover of.
1: So you get a minus point.
2: Well, now we're going to go on to Aww. our next artist that we're profiling tonight, which is Emo Phillips. Who yeah, also has a weird We're voice. only
1: play This
0: is this is I guess our stand-up our stand-up show here, and apparently we're only playing stand-up
2: comedians <laughs> with really weird voices. You think you know what it is? It's that that's their gimmick, and that means they don't have to swear. Hmm. That's that,
0: true. So, yeah,
2: actually, we discounted we we were because you know I, we were going I through, very much wanted
0: to play some Mitch Hedberg, but you cannot find a single track. There's of the not man's a single track that's clean uh, that's that you clean. can.
2: We can play before safe harbor hours, which is which begins at 10 p.m.
0: Right. So. So why don't we listen to uh, Emo Phillips and his weird
2: voice? He is oddly not family friendly, despite the fact that he's perfectly clean. Let's hear it.
6: Hmm. A lot of hot mamas here in Boston. You know who you are. I was girl watching the other day, going, "Hey, lady, you're slippy, showing. You're slippy, showing," and they'd look down and see me in the manhole. (laughs) Yeah, I had a girlfriend. I remember the first day we met. I was waiting for my friend to show up at the tennis court and I saw this girl waiting for her friend, I thought. Time to pour on the charm. (laughs) I said, How's it going, you saucy little whore of Babylon? (laughs) (laughs) She walks over, says, Wanna double up? I said, Sure. So she kicks me in the groin. was great. (laughs) I thought I'd never see her again. Then one day, I'm walking along the beach, and I see this girl out in the water, waving, and there's no one else around, and I, I swim out there, and I'm not as good a swimmer as I used to be, you know, thanks to evolution. (laughs)
3: and I
6: get out there she said I have cramps I said well thanks for leading me on (laughs) she said save me I said I will if you go out with me And she thinks for a minute, (laughs) and says, "Okay, Quite handy with the lady. (laughs) That night, we're at the movie theater, and there's this really ugly, slimy, repulsive pervert besides me. (laughs) Besides me. He says, is this seat saved? I said, well, if Aquinas reasoned that even animals have no souls, you know. How much less chance does an inanimate object like a chair have of gaining salvation? He says, I mean, is there anyone sitting there? Ambiguity. (laughs) The devil's volleyball. Anyway, he puts his hand on my knee, starts moving it slowly up and down my leg. <laughs> I thought the joke's on him. <laughs> it's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm driving my girlfriend home and I thought, why don't I try that? (laughs) And I put my hand in her hand and I start squeezing faster, faster. (laughs) (laughs) I had a rubber glove. I was safe. (laughs) And we come to a dark, secluded spot and we both got into the back seat, (laughs) and the car speeds out of control. (laughs) Well, I noticed a chill in our relationship after that. I I kept trying, though. I I bought her a very nice ring. She said, I don't like this ring. (laughs) I said, you picked it out. It's not my fault. You can't operate the little crane (laughs) better. Anyway, I said, what do you want? She said, I don't know. Surprise me. Just give me something crazy and expensive I won't even need. So I signed her up for radiation treatment. (laughs) she broke up with me a few months later I ran into her at a mulching seminar and she invited me to go to her wedding the following Saturday well while I'm at the wedding I remembered that I was missing the World Series. And I love baseball. When I was a kid, I always used to be the catcher, which I loved, until one day I saw a game on television. I said, well, hold on there now. How come that catcher doesn't have his hands tied to his ankles?
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> They're kidders. Anyway, I'm at the wedding and I'm listening to the ball game on my Walkman, which I found for free on a busy street next to this dead roller skater. <laughs> And just as the minister says, if anyone has a reason why this couple should not be joined, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. The pitcher led in another run, and forgetting where I was, I, I screamed, darn it, you loser, how many of these stinking bums are you going to let score? <laughs> well... I thought there's only one way to redeem myself, to make a big fat pot of coleslaw (laughs) for the reception. So I'm at home chopping the cabbage, and this mouse runs across the countertop, and I accidentally decapitated him, and I couldn't find the head anywhere. That night at the reception, everyone says, Emo, this is the best coleslaw we ever had. And the bride's mother, she reaches into her mouth then pulls out the head of the rodent. <laughs> Thinking quickly, I said, we have a winner. <laughs> People are picky about coleslaw. I don't blame her. I I made my grandmother some coleslaw. I I guess I didn't chop the pieces up fine enough you know, cause it clogs her Ivy. Um, uh, anyway. The hostess, the bride's mother, she says, Ebo, make yourself comfortable. So I I pulled down my pants and sat in the pudding. (laughs) She said, you didn't leave a very good impression. (laughs) (laughs) Looks symmetrical to me anyway. We start to dance you know, and I'm I'm tearing up the dance floor, you know, because I have a nail in my heel. (laughs) And I'm dancing with the bride's mother, and she dies. (laughs) But then everyone starts to die. And I thought, what is this? And someone says, Bad coleslaw. <laughs> and I, I run to the coleslaw. There's dead bodies all around it. And a voice from the coleslaw says, Eat me, emo. I command you to eat me. I thought this is possessed by Beals above the cabbage demon. <laughs> I said, Get thee behind me, thou evil side order of Lucifer. <laughs> It says eat me, and I said no. It says eat me, and finally I can't help it, and I, I plunge my head into the call slot. I'm eating and eating, and I, I bite into this tape recorder, and everyone rises up off the floor laughing. I always fall for
1: that trick.
2: <laughs> Nonstop. Ba with emo my God he's insane that was very strange uh, he's insane he's a crazy person well, it's like it's, like
0: it's like he lives in some kind of alternate reality like parallel universe and he's he's like tapped into it and he is he is conveying it to us. Like some, mm.
2: some crazy. Some astral projector.
0: Yeah, like in in Star Trek, where they go to like the alternate reality world, and everybody's got like
2: bizarre world
0: beards and mustaches. And you supported that's how you a know.
2: earmark, a three million dollar earmark for astral projectors.
0: <laughs> he, he did, in a way, I guess.
2: Uh, I guess it. I guess it definitely is an astral projector.
0: Uh, Listeners, this is uh, K Word Theater of the Air here on ninety point three FM Clayton.
2: Look, I- I- in order to astrally project, you, you need to you need to take the feat of astral projection, uh, and you need to be at least level seventeen. Let me be clear. You have to be level 17 before you can travel to the Elemental Plane of Chaos, before you can travel to the Elemental Plane of Order, before you can fight the Frost Archons on the Elemental Plane of Elementals. Who let Barack Thank in you, now?
0: Barack o oh, dungeons and dragons. You're welcome. Vote. We'll, we'll be hearing more from... Vote Druid 2008. <laughs> we'll be hearing more from barak oh, dungeons and dragons later in the program. But for now I think it's time we uh we take a quick break so we'll be back later on with more exciting stand up on Kwer Theater of the Air. Stay
2: tuned. Stay tuned.
7: In time, she never found Devon telling, Devon stills you, dirty shades of oh, great, Who is you and where you at? Tells words, a smile, and says, Shack, where are my friends? surely we at the hands? Angel Whiskey was a name, it's one, it was all the same. Dancing in singing the Mukare, night turned into day. Eyes like salad pinnacle, I wing laugh, a laugh, flipping song. Wait a second, cut up, I send my little stretch along. Ain't no whiskey, my disgrace, I couldn't stand it to your face. Eyes still go and true to an empty soul. In another city, God forgot, I left my living in two In this, this widow's gown, despair from the devil's realm, jealous to the end, the old folks in the drunken homes, of wimmer on the pedagogues, hearts of men are turned to stone, the children are in the dam. So we could roll all of the dice is all that it took Gambling on another town to bring it on Payment back, testing like by my hands Just let my side close for Some say it took it from my side Some say she had to kill my pride Whiskey as my only guide, I guess I was lost When it's thrown that we could turn And that's why she was gone My heart's a lake of two into a lake of fun
2: You are listening to KWUR, Clayton, 90.3 FM. You can listen online at www.kword.com. You are listening to the KWUR Theater There, I'm David Reinstrom. That's David Brunel Bremen hey And that's Alex Jensen. Hello. And now we're going to take, uh, that was the Zytopunks and with Angel Whiskey. And now I'm going to read you a short public service announcement. Get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. A public service message brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
0: Thank you. Thank you, David. You're welcome. And before we go to our next segment, uh, our next comedian of the evening, I think we ought to pimp our website. Oh, and podcast. Yeah. How
1: many episodes are up on the podcast?
0: Uh, Two at the moment.
1: Two episodes.
0: The first two episodes are available for download.
1: For free.
0: For free. Absolutely for free. You can search us up on iTunes.
1: Actually, we'll give you money to download our podcast.
0: Uh, no, I won't. Uh, I mean, you can.
1: By money, I mean... High fives.
0: High fives. <laughs> High fives are the currency of the realm here at
1: yes.
0: KW Theater of the Air. And
1: wampum. Uh, but our website is... And, <laughs> and wampum. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Come on, guys. Can I,
0: can I say the URL? Yes, say the URL. sorry. Do it. Uh, the URL for our website is kwurradiotheater.wordpress.com.
2: Look, I couldn't help it. I was hit with an attack of the vapors and the giggles at the same time. Um, I do declare the I have the vapors Rather I say Oh, I say We're not going to
1: start this again,
2: are we? We invented these voices last night everyone's there? I say <laughs> It's most <laughs> diverting, isn't it? <laughs> I, th- I do think we should talk about this over tea, don't you? Rosamond, have you heard of the latest track we're going to play? No, I haven't heard. Oh, well, play. have you ever heard of Mel Brooks?
1: Yes, he who hasn't? Isn't he just
2: delicious? He's
1: so divine, <laughs> enchanting. Oh. Anyway.
0: Uh, I guess we're going to play Mel Brooks.
2: We're going to play Mel Brooks and uh, Carl Reiner, the True 2,000-year-old man in the year 2000. Uh, the 2,000-year-old man was this thing, you know, uh, that that these guys did. Uh, it's, it's a famous character. Carl Reiner plays the straight man, and now Brooks plays this immeasurably, well, measurably, that's the shtick, measurably old Jewish guy uh, who is the 2,000-year-old man. I guess it's not a funny voice, really, is it? I mean, he's, he's playing an old you guy. You decide. You decide. And call us. 314-935-5987 Because these cookies haven't been given away yet You're all wrong uh, In case you've forgotten, call in About that Ra Ra Riot song I will tell you what it is at the end And we will close
8: this contest We will close it In 1960 when I first met this man He had just gone through a battery of tests at the Mayo Clinic And they confirmed that he was 2,000 years old It's a pleasure to see you again, sir yes. And it's a re-pleasure To see you Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, sir, what? But may I ask, what, what brought you to California? Rayhound Bus 947-112. No, 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 no. I mean... has uh, a toilet on it? I don't mean the... Con- we don't have to stop in Cincinnati anymore. <laughs> well, so anytime you feel a woof, you go right in there. That's good. So <laughs> I didn't mean the conveyance. Right. I mean, what reason? Why did you come to California? I'm on a book tour. I'm on the circuit. <laughs> you, you wrote a book. I wrote a book, an autobiography, all by myself. <laughs> no ghostwriter? No living writer. Never mind ghostwriter. <laughs> yes, sir. Me. Just a bottle of ink, a pen, and a ream of online paper. And and how did the book turn out? A little slanty. <laughs> sure. Think you need you need those lines. Yes, sir. You need them. my age. Eddie. Everything goes downhill. It goes downhill at this age. You are, I understand, an avid reader. Everything he ever wrote. Who? Ovid. No, no, I said avid. 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 Who's who's avid? Avid is not a he. It's a a word. It means uh, enthusiastic. Right? I'm, a, I'm an avid Ovid reader. Okay. All right. All right. I loved Ovid. What did you love it so much about? A great poet, a great poet. He wrote about the truth of society. He loved sex. He loved love. Almost too graphically. He wrote very graphically. (laughs) And and, and, and the Emperor, Emperor Augustus, they would talk to him. They'd say, can you take out a little of the shove it and the shove it in (laughs) and take a little of that out? And he said, I'm an artist. If I say don't shove it up, so anyway, he was summarily thrown out of the court. You remember that? There was a headline. There was a headline. Where? In the Roman Tribune. The Roman Tribune. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> and it read, I'll never forget, Ovid ousted Augustus disgust. Very good. That, you know, that sounds very much like a variety headline. Right. Disney threw out Michael Ovid's. But my Ovid didn't get such a wonderful departure package. <laughs> What did he? He got kicked in the ass and thrown into the Euphrates. No, no, it's, not. it's, a, it's, a, it's a little different. <laughs> but sir, do you remember the very first book you ever read? The first book. Ah. You don't forget the first book. No. No, nah, no. Nah. You remember what it was? Uh, I was a child. Yes. It was a simple book in the ancient Hebrew. It was a book called Zechem, Mochem, Ruchem. And that translates into... See Moses Run. <laughs> oh. A little book. A beautiful. A beautiful little book. Yes. Do you, do, you, do, you remember, do you remember the story? Do you remember the story? Well, it wasn't a big, you know, complicated story. Well, but it was, it was a page turner. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, now, do you remember? see? First, the first thing was a picture of Moses underneath that said, see Moses. Okay, turn the page. <laughs> then it was a picture of the Pharaoh. It said, see Pharaoh. Yeah, turn the page. <laughs> then it said, see Moses run. See. Then a picture of God. Then a picture of God throws the stick. The next one, Moses catches the stick. <laughs> the next page, the stick turns into a snake. The next page, see Pharaoh run. Ah, that's, that's, yeah. And the last page, see God laugh. Yeah, that sounds a like a lovely book. book that lovely book. book. Sir, speaking of the good book, did you know the original writer of any of the people? I knew the head writer of the Bible. Really? Absolutely. And, 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 he lived two two caves away. <laughs> what, what about Moses and the Red Sea? Was that a true story? He didn't part anything. Moses didn't part the no, Red sir. Sea? No, shot. I didn't use? even part his hair if you saw pictures. Now, wait a second. You're, you're, you're telling me now, uh, categorically, it's not the truth. You have some kind of a paranoid thing with the truth. everything got to be with the truth. You always uh, we do these records together, you chase me in the corner for the truth. Yes, well... The truth, everything happen. must be well, the truth. But because you've lived so long, it's, you could tell us what's the if truth. If I told you the truth, you couldn't handle the yes, truth. <laughs> I could, sir. I could handle it. Yes. I could handle it. This, oh, is, this is important for people. All right, let's see. Yes. You want to know the truth? Yes. Moses wasn't even a Jew. What? Yes. What? what Moses was an Egyptian. Oh, whoa, whoa, wasn't wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. You're trembling, you're shaking, you're, <laughs> stuttering. you're stuttering. You can't handle the truth. But it's not the truth. <laughs> well, it isn't the truth. It's true. He was a Jew, not an Egyptian. That was a rumor. So why did I you... wanted to test to see if you can handle the truth. <laughs> Sir, I, I'd like your thoughts about the effects of the Ten Commandments on Civilization? There were more. More what? There were more commandments. More? Really? They, they, they weren't important. Would you tell us what they are? One of them was, thou shalt not squint. No, that's... <laughs> it. Where's the big... No, no. Where's the big message? Yeah, yeah. The, where's the big message? <laughs> you know, it's absolutely amazing that you lived so long, considering all the diseases and the plagues that have beset man. Yeah. You went through... <laughs> yes. Now, did you go through the Black Plague? Yes, the Bubonic Plague. Yes, the Bubonic the plague. plague. Absolutely. You went through that. Oh, certainly. Now, what is your memory of that horrible time? I don't want to go... I don't want to remember all the... All the... The, well, what, the what blotches and the... Well, I, I'll give you a short summation, all right? Y- yes. Too many rats, not enough cats. Okay. That's <laughs> it. That was the whole you know, Black Plague. today, in your two thousand and thirty seven years you must experience a lot of sickness a lot of diseases you know when you go into a doctor's office yes and they give you a list of every disease known to medical science right yes i take a big black crayon i write yes (laughs) all across it yes there's nothing that they don't know that i didn't get (laughs) and there's one or two that's not on that list that i got no kidding. Yes, sir. Can you tell me about that? A blue tongue. <laughs> you, you once had a blue tongue? A powder blue tongue. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll never forget. It was in Vienna around the turn of the century, and I got up like I always do, and to amuse myself, I went, bleh. <laughs> That's how I wake up. And I went, whoa.
3: <laughs>
8: My entire tongue was powder blue. I, fly. are you sure i've never heard of a powder blue tongue well maybe it was cobalt oh, cobalt is very dark no not so dark navy blue no too dark well, what? you want me to be very accurate well, it'd be more interesting. very accurate yes. robin's egg blue <laughs> yes that was the color you of my had tongue. a robin's egg blue robin's tongue. robin's egg blue tongue perhaps <laughs> what did you do for your blue tongue luckily I was in Vienna, 1905, I went to that one doctor who was then crushing over from the medical profession to the mental profession. You're talking about Sigmund Freud? Whoa! (laughs) Whoa, how you know, how you're smart. Well, you said Vienna, Uh, 1905, I figured. Yeah, but you're smart as a ship. (laughs) Smart as a what? Smart as a ship. You mean smart as a whip. What the hell's so smart about a whip? Well, that's expression. A ship, sir. I could see smart turned out on the water, sails moving, yeah, no. catch the wind. Yeah, well, that's expression. You're dragging a your anchor. I could see everything. <laughs> yeah. A ship, smart as a ship, makes sense. Okay, smart as a whip. A whip is curled over that corner. <laughs> I would never say smart as a whip. Okay, I, I understand you're, you're paying me a compliment. Smart I like as a ship. Th- I like and it, sir. And if people call you smart as a whip, correct them. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I will. From now, now on. <laughs> right. uh, What was the treatment like, sir? What was the treatment like? Well, it was very strange because he said, tell me, what have you been eating lately? I said to him, what I always eat? A matcha bowl soup? Yes. A tongue sandwich? Yes. And yes, he yes. said, that's it, the tongue sandwich. Now, how is that? He said, your tongue is depressed. <laughs> I said, how could you say He said, let's get into the mind of the tongue. I said, all right. <laughs> I was paying 7 $8. I said, let's,
3: <laughs> let's take let's a shot. S-
8: we'll get in the mind of the tongue. <laughs> so anyway, he said, what is the tongue thinking? I said, OK. <laughs> what is the tongue thinking? He said, the tongue is thinking. This guy loves tongue. I'm right here laying in the middle of his mouth, teeth on all sides of me. <laughs> I'm vulnerable. <laughs> and, believe it or not, it clicked. And my, from that day on, I, I switched to chopped liver, and my tongue went from robin's egg blue <laughs> to its normal pink with a slight white covering, which everybody has. Very good. Very good. Perfect. Yes. Sir.
0: Delightful. So delightful indeed. That was Mel Brooks folks.
1: Yes, and you are listening to the KWUR Theater of the Air on KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your very last call to call us and answer our our question of the evening to win is a batch of cookies cooked by me. So, the phone number is one more time 314-935-5987 call in if you dare. And now we wait. Now we wait. Now we wait. The awful waiting, bated breath. We're rapidly boom,
0: boom, 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 running out of time. We're gonna have to play the end theme if you're not fast enough.
1: We got
2: five minutes. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> it's the telephone. Okay. 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 What, Pick we it do? Up. what Pick do we it do? What do we do? then hit the button.
1: Did you hit
2: the button? K W U R. You're on the air. Yo, it's. Uh, I, I think I have it. Well, okay. 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 Who, who's this? This is Brent. Oh, Brent. Brent. Yes. Okay, Okay. what do you got, Brent? Uh, this, this cheating, is cheating okay, or is that not okay? Cheating That's is a- not okay. Get off my phone. I really like your cookies, though. Uh, <laughs> <this is>
1: delicious. <laughs> he has a point. His his actions were justified.
0: You shouldn't have admitted that you were cheating. I, I, I feel like a central tenet of cheating is you don't admit that you're I cheating.
2: Have a, I have a guilty Jewish conscience. I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. Brent Rubin. It may have lost you some cookies, my friend. You're a cheater. You will not be getting cookies. I apologize. Hola, hola. Um, your conscience has failed you again.
0: Fail. But thank you for calling Thank him. you for calling.
1: Ah, darn it. Well,
2: oh, that was disappointing. Beset by cheaters. Beset by cheaters I've on all sides. Given up hope. Hmm, I haven't. I know there's somebody out there that knows who wrote that song originally. <laughs> there <laughs> must be. The there must be are. someone that hasn't gone to Wikipedia. Hmm. No. No? Not, not no. amongst
1: our listeners. No, perhaps. there has to be. Perhaps...
2: Uh, do,
0: do, 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 Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Whoa.
1: See? See how easy it is? Well, we'll see okay, about this. Okay, we're
0: theater of the air. You are on the air. Kate Bush. Oh, my goodness. Yes! A creepy phone voice has correctly <laughs> who, answered who the question. This? Who is this?
2: Hello? I can't give you cookies if I don't get a name.
0: Uh Uh-oh. They hug up. Oh. I think it was a slasher.
2: Oh, God. David? It sounds like something you want, but then it isn't. I was like, (laughs) I prayed to the phone god. I said, phone god, please... Please bring us someone who knows the answer, and the answer is Kate Bush, who wrote "Suspended in Gaffa," that Ra Ra Riot performed. Well, David. Oh.
0: Now you have to bake cookies for a slasher.
2: Oh God! Let's play some and credits. With that. Oh. Oh, wait. oh, wait. wait. We have somebody else on the phone. Oh, I'm scared. KWUR, you're on the air. This is Batman. It's Batman. Oh, it was Batman. <sighs> oh, Batman! Oh, thank goodness. It's good to hear from you. You had me so worried. I, I thought you were like a you know an insane mad vigilante killer
1: no oh, no that's yeah. his one rule he doesn't
2: he doesn't kill people yes
1: rule. yeah, he does have one rule don't you, Batman I want oatmeal
2: raisin and I want it right now i, I can't oatmeal get it to you right raisin. now but I, I will I will definitely send up the cookie signal when they're ready, and you can sweep into my apartment and Batman and
1: them. that's like the fail cookie okay, I like
2: oatmeal raisin
0: okay okay if Batman selects oatmeal raisin, oh. Batman gets oatmeal but wait, raisin. Wait, wait, wait!
1: How do we know this is the real Batman? The well, real Batman wouldn't like oatmeal raisin. The real Batman would like double chocolate, choco he has, fudge chip. Because
0: he has Ooh, an incredibly Batman sexy, have to to raspy you. voice, like like a vigilante. Uh, Awesome guy. All right. Well, Batman. I thank say you very much. That I can't thank say you, you very radio. much for
2: your call, Batman. But we do have to go because we're running out of time, and I don't want to bleed into Jew e Gentile, which is our next, which is our next show. That would be bad. Why don't we play the end theme song? All right. Okay. So. Oh my God. Let's do it. The K word Theater of the Air is written and produced by Alex Jensen, David Brunel Brutman, and me, David Reinstrom. Our opening and closing music is provided by Peter McConnell and the Guys All Star Shoe Band.
0: Cookware for this episode provided by Filbert Poppycock Matterhornson Painting services by Agleton Beaverprong Smith Our camera wrangler was Elizabetha Johnsonville Bratwurst Fingernail underwriting by Camisole Vayner Crumblebunson
1: And I just want to reassure everyone no animals were harmed in the making of this production. Also, no already deceased animals were brought back from the dead in the making of this production. So, rest assured. Makeup by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Costumed by the red and yellow M&Ms. Cinematography by the X-Men. And just a reminder, the ghost of a dead rock star of the week is Keith Moon. And the other personality of Dr. Jekyll this week is Mr. Hyde. That's Mr. Hyde.
2: Security oversight provided by Walt Monaghan, level 6 ranger. Our marketing director is Neil Kashkari, level 17 rocket scientist. And our legal counsel for the k Theater of the Air is provided by Alberto Gonzalez, who is a proud level 12 Cobalt goblin demon warlock.
0: And, yes, uh, again, special thanks to Barack O. Dungeons & Dragons for appearing on our program. You're very welcome. Thank you, Barack.
1: See you
2: oh, yeah, astral week? projected out of there.
1: See you next week, everybody. Bye, you
2: guys.